Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Gamut of Solomon podcast. I'm your host, Solomon, and I'm very grateful to be able to share these meaningful conversations with people close to me. If you'd like to stay up to date with more information, such as blogs or podcasts, check out SolomonEzra.com. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-E-Z-R-A.com. Or check me out on social media where I put out the word about my podcasts. Thank you. Hey, I got a question for you. What do you enjoy doing without your technology? Hiking? Painting? Having dinner with friends? You really can't go wrong here. Yet somehow we always find a way to have our phones with us and we struggle to get away. I got a great option for you to join in on. It's called the National Day of Unplugging with the Sabbath Manifesto. And today's guest is Tanya Shevitz, who I bring on to talk about this awesome idea. On March 1st to 2nd, 2019, which also happens to be Shabbat, you can join the Sabbath movement and celebrities like Ariana Huffington, Richard Branson, and others to unplug for a day. Listen, share, and think of all the wonderful ways you can reconnect with yourself and others. Ask yourself, what would you unplug for? Then, I invite you to write down what you unplug for. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. Hello, everyone. My name is Solomon Bresen. Thanks for tuning into the Gamut of Solomon podcast. I have a special guest today, Tanya Shevitz, the National Communication and Program Manager for Reboot. And I reached out to her today because we're going to be talking about a special upcoming day on March 1st to 2nd. Uh, for the Sabbath Manifesto, the Day of Unplugging. How are you doing today? Tanya? Good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to join. Of course. I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and the Sabbath Manifesto. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. And uh, how you came across um, Reboot and Sabbath Manifesto. Um, sure. So um, Reboot is um, sort of an incubator of Jewish arts and culture. We're a nonprofit um based in New York with hubs throughout the country and even the world in London. Um, and we Reboot sort of is an innovative nonprofit that challenges what Jewish is, what people think Jewish is. And we reimagine and recreate Jewish traditions and rituals um, for the 21st century to help people create their own Jewish life. Um, and so I am both a member of the creative network of Reboot and now on staff at Reboot. And so I've been on staff since the creation of the National Day Unplugging. So I was involved when we started the Sabbath Manifesto and National Day Unplugging um, in 2010. Um, and so for me, I mean, the should I go into um, the National Day Unplugging and what it is? Yes, please. Okay, so the National Day Plugin is actually sort of the engagement platform of the guiding project, the Sabbath Manifesto. And the Sabbath Manifesto is the project that was created by someone in our Reboot Creative Network, Dan Rollman. And it came out of a time when he was at one of our summit um, conferences. Our retreat, our annual retreat is called the Summit um, in Utah. And we always observe Shabbat and have, you know, time where we're unplugged. And he was there. Um, enjoying this Shabbat with us. And he realized that he really never takes time off his technology. He was in the middle of um, launching a startup, um, recordsetter.com. 
And he was just plugged in all the time. And he felt like yeah. this almost this incredible relief at this moment where he was unplugged and just looking out over the sunset, over the mountains, um, and realized that he wanted to sort of reclaim Shabbat for um, the 21st century. That, you know, Shabbat is this yeah. beautiful ancient ritual, but that many people don't observe it as it's laid out because they feel like that they're not religious enough or they don't, you know, they're it doesn't speak to them in the way that they felt like, you know, it was prescribed, proscribed to them in religious school or through their family, their parents, and that he wanted to reimagine it and recreate it so that it really spoke to everyone. And I mean, I would give as an example, like my best friend is conser a conservative Jew, but she thinks nothing of texting me from Shul. Like, you know, she's like, she absolutely is always at services, you know, very, her kids have been in religious school since they were tiny, but yet she uses her phone on Shabbat. Um, and she would consider herself very religious, but she will use her phone on Shabbat. And so this was a way to sort of remind people that in order to take a day of rest, in order to really recharge and refresh ourselves, it starts with putting away the phone. In today's world, you know, when Shabbat was started, that was not such an impediment. In today's world, it really is the thing that keeps us from relaxing and from reconnecting with ourselves and with others. Yeah, 100%. And it was nice that I came across the Sabbath Manifesto when I was kind of researching to do a podcast with a, um, a good friend and rabbi of mine about the health benefits and stuff. Because like you mentioned, you know, now it's, it's more important than ever. And it's, and it's cool for me to see that, you know, we've had this um, traditions, you could call them, or commandments to observe the, the Sabbath. And whereas it seemed that it was hard to do, or it was like um, hard to do when, you know, people were, were laboring so hard. But then nowadays when we don't have to labor so hard, but we're on our technology, it's more of a mental kind of effort. So it's really cool. And I'm glad that I came across uh, the Sabbath manifesto. Uh, by the way, I don't know if, what's the company's reboot but the sabbath manifesto is the kind of the day of unplugging um, so, so our organization we're a nonprofit. the organization is reboot that's the umbrella okay. organization and then we have different projects that we've created with our rebooter um network and so mm -hmm. the sabbath manifesto and the national day unplugging are projects under reboot they're mm -hmm. projects of reboot Very cool. and so the sabbath manifesto was the guiding project sort of the launch project that then turned into sort of the National Day of Unplugging. Both of them still exist, but the National Day of Unplugging is sort of the one that reaches a broader audience and that is really the way to engage everyone in it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to hear a little bit more about, uh, you know, how it the process of it getting started because now it's a pretty big thing and you guys have like Ariana Huffington. I read an article by uh, Richard Branson talking about uh, the day of unplugging. So it's, it's awesome because, you know, it's Shabbat is a Jewish thing, but it's also incorporating it to everyone, Jews, non-Jews, because it is very important. And once I like the, the, um, I like looking at the health benefits, but you know, once you get away from the phone, you also start to, to realize and appreciate the real kind of meaning behind it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so I think that the different people who have gotten involved um, in it speak to the power of 
this idea of unplugging, the power of the idea of Shabbat and this, this time to rest. Um, you know, it's something that I think that we all crave, but that it's really hard to do and that it has to be a conscious effort, you know, that you really have to consciously say, you know what, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to set out these guidelines for my life to take a break from technology and, you know, recenter myself and like consider what the other priorities are in my life other than this thing that's always in our face, yeah. um, in our faces. So, um, I think that the, you know, the, certainly this ancient ritual is the important starting point for, for it. And in Reboot, all of, our, um, all of our projects are rooted in some Jewish tradition. And so even though it has this broad reach, like to Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, you know, even when we first started, Katie Couric told the nation to unplug. I mean, it really has had incredible reach um, through its 10 years. And, um, but it's this, it's this, this guiding principle of Shabbat that is really the powerful part of it. You know, without that, you wouldn't have it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I like how you said that it's a nice starting point. It's a great way to bring in people. Can we, uh, can we talk about the, uh, the Sabbath manifesto, like the 10 rules and commandments, how we, how we really kind of decided upon those, what makes those special? Yeah. So those, um, the 10 principles that are the guiding principles of the Sabbath manifesto, which include like, um, you know, get outside, nurture your health, um, connect with loved ones, um, eat bread, drink wine, um, light candles. Many of them are important principles of Shabbat. I mean, obviously the, the light candles, drink wine, eat bread are from Shabbat. So these were principles that we determined were an important part of the, the traditional Shabbat ritual but that they could be open to interpretation from an individual. So the idea of the Sabbath manifesto is that you take these 10 principles and apply them to your life in the way that fit you and your life and your priorities. Um, so the number one one was avoid technology, and then it went from there. But um, these were the guiding principles of Shabbat, really. And so that's how we came up with them. Um, but unlike Shabbat, which is pretty, I mean, if you go by the, rules of Shabbat, like it's pretty strict, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, you wouldn't be able to turn on your lights or turn off your lights or use an elevator or whatever. This is really open to your interpretation in the way that will give you a day of rest. And so for some people, it may not be Friday night to Saturday. I mean, for us, you know, as we apply it for the National Day of Unplugging and for our purposes, it's generally Friday night to Saturday night. But, um, for others, maybe it's all day Sunday, or I think I mentioned to you that I um, try to apply it to my life um, with my children in the evenings, that I try to put my cell phone away or my devices away and really focus on them every evening after I pick them up from school and we're having dinner. I mean, certainly we have an unplugged dinner. So I mean, for me, that's an important way for us to um, both take a rest and also um, reconnect. And so it could be interpreted in any way for people, but it does, again, go back to the principle of Shabbat, but mm -hmm. just with individual interpretation. You have it on a consistent basis as well, in addition to a, a whole kind of day. Oh, yeah. So the National Day of Plugging is one day a year, but that's really just the one day of the year that's sort of this engagement platform, the one day of year of year 
one the one day a year to bring attention to the issue and wow. to the project that's when we get a lot of press and we have you know a lot of events like last year we had 900 events with um, 65,000 people participating and those were just the official official events I mean many many more people participated on their own so that's the one day to bring attention to it but we run the project throughout the year and encourage people to do it regularly so that's the starting point it's the way to get people sort of hooked in like hey try this out and then you realize this is something I need to yeah. make an effort to do throughout the year, throughout my life. Every day, and it's nice. I like how you said you implemented it in your family. Like after a certain time or something, you completely get off of your phones and whatnot. Not because, you know, I love the idea and definitely want to create a, a group and do the day of unplugging, but it can't just be one day of the year. Yeah, right, that's not going to make a difference yeah. in your life if you exactly. do that. So, I mean, what I suggest to people is that they, of course, try it on the National Day of Plugging or another time, and that they then think, you know, it, it, it requires some reflection or maybe some discussion if it's a family or a couple. When is it that you are going to take time to be unplugged, to really refresh and reconnect? Um, my uh, hairdresser, um, she and her husband, like when they feel that they've both been on their phones too much or like one person is sitting there and the other person's on the phone they yell family time like the one person can yell family time and they both have to immediately throw their phones no matter what you're doing onto the couch wow. and then they're you know it's like okay that's a moment together so it's like they've talked about that like that they realize that they both could be you know too engrossed in their phones and mm -hmm. it sometimes is an impediment to the relationship and that it really can hurt the other person you know i mean often it's like one person is sitting there not on the phone, the other person's on the phone. And so setting up some sort of ritual or way for you to send that message without it being an angry message is a good step for people to do. And it could, again, take any form. We, um, like in my family, I, as I said, I try to do it in the evening, but there are times when, you know, my son, I have a teenager and he has a lot of homework, so he's on his device or whatever. And I often feel like then at the end of the night, it's just like the TV's on and, you know, we've had dinner, yes, unplugged, but I just feel like oh, I'm missing this connection time. Even if I'm not on my phone, I'm missing like this connection. So we instituted something called tea time um, in the evening, which is right before my younger son goes to bed. And it can be like anything from um, like a quick game, like we have some really quick games that you could do in 10 minutes or whatever, or just a conversation about something that happened in the day, or like once my kids did magic, or we'll do a puzzle or part of a puzzle or something, you know, just to have like, for me, I felt like I needed that. It really, I was really tense by the fact that everyone was on their devices and disconnected or whatever. So it was really important to me to just reclaim that even, even if it's 10 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes it's a half hour, sometimes it ends up being, you know, an hour and a half where we really get engrossed in a game or a, um, a puzzle. But I think people need to find those times in their lives, what's important to them. They need to set the times that are important to them. That's awesome. And it's incredible. How, how quickly, like, did it, did it take you to really get the kids on board and everything? With um, it was fast, you know, I mean, you'll be shocked. You'd be shocked how quickly or how much kids really crave connection with their mm -hmm. parents. I mean, I think in today's world, it's so easy for us. I mean, we're all so busy and, you know, so tired and overwhelmed and overworked. So it's so easy to just be like, okay, he's on the iPad. Like I can get some work done or I can get the dishes done or whatever. So it's so easy to just let that happen. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make that extra effort to connect. And when they, when you do, they really respond to it. Like my son, his first choice, anytime left to his own, my, both my sons, 15 and 10, 
their own devices, they would like immediately go to the computer, the iPad, whatever, video games. Yeah. But as soon as you say, hey, do you want to play a game? They're totally in, you know, they really want that. So like, there was one time I remember after we started the tea time, it was like a Saturday night and my husband was gone and I was like really tired. Like we had had a long week and I was like, okay, let's just watch a series of unfortunate events. And the kids were like, what? Aren't we going to do tea time first? And I was like, uh, okay, yes, let's do it. And so like, like, it was like, I was so tired, but I was like, okay, they had really taken it on and really craved it and wanted that. And so of course we did it. And so it's not always easy as a parent to do that, but it's so important. And it's training them too, because we as adults are creating or shaping the next um, generation, right? We're modeling for them. So you have to model that these times unplugged are important. Yeah, that's awesome. It def definitely makes me want to, uh, you know, kind of incorporate stuff like that with my roommates that I'm living with. Uh, do you have any? Yeah, I would, I mean, I would think, I would, I would argue that adults too, like, I mean, I bet if you said to my, your roommates, like, hey, you know what, I noticed we've all been on our devices at night in our separate rooms or whatever, let's get a game together. Let's play, you know, whatever game we have, you know, Cards right. Against Mandy or, you know, Monopoly or whatever. People, love games they really or puzzles or whatever they really do and i think it's been lost in today's society because it's so easy to just go to your device but if you go back to that you know game nights or that type of thing it brings you together in a different way yeah do you have any tips for getting uh for maybe other moms out there other dads or any kids or young adults my age living with others that kind of want to implement you know on a separate side of we've kind of gone off from Sabbath manifesto, although it's a little bit part of it. Any tips with, you know, what getting that really started and, you know, gathering everyone together, yes. stay, you know, expressing your voice, what you want to happen kind of stuff. Well, what I would do, I mean, I think it's one, it's really important to state these things in an, in a, I way, not a you, like, oh, every time you're on your phone, it makes me feel this way. You want to say like, you know, I've been feeling like um, I'm not as connected to you guys and I would love to play um, a game together. Why don't we like every Wednesday night have a game night or let's have, you know, a night where we go out to dinner, or, you know, and, and have without phones. A lot of young adults are doing the cell phone stack where you, when you're at dinner and you could do this at home too, you put your um, phones in the middle and then whoever um, grabs their phone first has some sort of punishment you know like so yeah. if you're out to dinner that person has to pay for you know I mean maybe it's all the drinks mm -hmm. or all the dinner or whatever so it's you know just sort of that makes it a conscious statement and effort like oh we're gonna try to be together without our phones but I would say starting with a in any situation starting with a conversation is the best way I mean in these in these times of dealing with these devices, like we're losing this art of conversation. So just saying like, hey guys, what do you think about what it's like when we're all on our devices? Like, are we connecting in the same way as we used to? Or like, do you think we could spend some more time together? So I would say conversation, like bringing it up in a conversation and start talking about it, about how it makes you feel. Whenever I, um, so I often talk to groups about this. And so whenever I talk to a group, I start out by saying, um, who here has felt ignored by someone um, when they've been on a device, you know, a phone or an iPad or something or a computer and everyone's like, oh yeah, oh God, you know, and everyone's all huffy about like how they've been ignored. And then I say, who here has ignored someone when they've been on, you've been on your device and everyone's like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've done it too. And it like puts us all on a level playing field. We're all struggling with this, you know, 
It's not like it's just you. You're doing this all the time to me. It's like, I'm doing it too. I'm doing it to my kids. They're doing it to me. And so it's really an acknowledgement. And so that starts off the conversation. Nice. That helps a lot. How can somebody um, start a group or get a, a, um, yeah, start a group for the Sabbath manifesto for the day of unplugging? Um, so I would suggest, you know, you can start with your friends or you could even, um, you know, start on, let's say on Facebook or Instagram, like, Hey, I'm going to do an unplugged night. Um, you know, I'm just going to be pulling out some games and I'm going to be at this bar at this location. Um, you know, come by, hang out with me. Um, so you could do something like that, like very casual, or you could send it out as an email to your friends or a group text or something. I mean, we acknowledge that technology is a good way to get the word out. Um, but then, you know, then you take it back and, and spend time unplugged. But so I would suggest, you know, starting with your group of friends, but you could really, I bet if you even did it, you know, at a random place, you know, put up a sign, um, people would gather. I do think that people are craving this and that it's such a unique thing in today's world that people are, are drawn to it. Like when we've done these unplugged um, parties, people are really drawn to it because it's so unusual, you know, in today's world. It's so unusual to take that time. And people, I would say like when we did the unplugged parties, people probably leave and then they like tweet out or t- uh, Instagram like, ooh, I was just unplugged for, you know, five hours or whatever, like, you know, playing games. Like, cause it's just, it's then it's like this badge of honor that I did this. So I do think, um, you know, just getting the word out, just start small. And I think it will grow. Cause I think that people then would share with their friends like, oh, I just did this fun. It was so much fun, you know, this thing. And I would say like for families or even for young adults, like I'm, I have my grab bag of goodies. So like whenever we go out, no matter what I have, like, um, like a game of Uno or Monopoly deal or something in my purse, I'm like Mary Poppins. Like I have some sort of game. So if we're out and we're sitting somewhere, um, waiting for something to start or we're at dinner and I'm sitting around, I have a game for us to connect so that people, so that people, my family, no one gets on their phones like that. We connect, you know, in that fun way, or like I have a, I have a little mini football in my bag. So if my younger son and I are just waiting for my older son at something, we'll just go out and find, you know, like a little patch of grass and throw around or anywhere, even a room, throw around the football instead of like reverting to like, you know, you see so often it's like just hand off the phone to entertain the kid. So it's just preparing yourself, being prepared, come up with, if you're going to be unplugged, let's say you're like, I'm going to start being unplugged every Saturday or whatever, come up with things to do. Because if you say I'm going to be unplugged, but you don't prepare yourself you're going to be sitting there and you're going to feel lonely and like what's everyone else doing and i'm missing out or whatever but if you're like hey you know what i'm going to plan a hike and invite three friends and we're all going to be unplugged that's great or i'm going to take you know i've always wanted to take a craft class or a pottery class like you're doing something so you're not thinking about that phone i mean that there's this phantom the phantom ringing thing and the like phantom phone if you have you don't have your phone on it yourself people feel actually feel like oh my phone's ringing it's like this you're just oh. so, you feel like a buzzing or something and it's not real. Um, people are so accustomed to having their phones all the time that it's really uncomfortable. It's physically uncomfortable to be without it. And so the first few times you're actually going to feel that. So it's great to have something to, to mm-hmm. take your mind off of it. So plan things, you know, don't just sit at home alone your yeah. first few times. Someone uh, like I'm, I'm definitely want to host an event with hosting the event, somebody can go on to the website and I'll put the link in the show notes. And what are the different things you guys maybe 
you send out something. I remember seeing a, you know, a little pocket holder for all the phones and. Uh, so we have, we have cell phone sleeping bags. Um, oh, I have one right here. I can show you. Um, we have the little cell phone sleeping bags. Um, that's to put your phone physically away because it actually studies have shown that if you have your phone on your, even on the table when you're talking with someone, even if you're not looking at it and it's face down and on silent, it's distracting to the conversation. It's just like your brain just is automatically like looking at that thing and thinking about it and what you're missing. So just physically putting it away in one of these bags or in a drawer or on a shelf, just away from you makes a huge difference. So for these events, we have the cell phone sleeping bags this year. Um, there's slightly limited stock, but um, they're available for certain groups and events. Um, so people can go onto the website and, and find out about how they get that. And that's the nationaldayofunplugging.com. Very cool. But just, you know, and you can also, like you could have an event where you make your own cell phone sleeping bags. So I've done that a lot where you get fabric or you find other little ways to make cell phone sleep bags. And it's a fun way people can decorate their own little bags um, or a box or some, you know, place to put their phones. Yeah, maybe do that even like right before Shabbat starts. That's really yeah. cool. I'm gonna, I've, I've decided I have to make a little box for the car because I, it just, my son, my teenager is like, we get in the car and I'm always like, Cash, you're not supposed to have your phone on. And like, I feel like at this point I have to confiscate it because it's just so hard for him to put it away. Um, but I do, um, I do an unplugged carpool for the high schoolers. I drive the high, I uh, drive to a high school a couple times a week, um, and I make them be unplugged in the on the drive. And my gosh, I mean, it started out very uncomfortable, and we do get in there are arguments and things. But I just feel it's so important for young people um, to learn to deal with uncomfortable situations and to learn how to have conversations with people, you know, about various topics. And so it's turned into this great thing where we, I mean, we talk about everything, a lot of conversations that teen, important topics about teens, you know, teens and politics and, um, and it's not always comfortable, but it, um, it pushes them because in today's world, everyone, you know, kids, teens, adults go to their phone. The second they feel uncomfortable in a social situation, it's your protection. And yeah. so, and make them put it away. That's awesome. I need to come over to the Shevitz home. <laughs> it's very wow. strict sometimes. Yes. Hey, but it, like you said, it's necessary. And and those, uh, what's that saying? There's something about um, you're measured by how many uncomfortable conversations you have. What do you know? Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no. But it's, um, I've got to look it up really quick. But that's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get a, I definitely get a lot of pushback from my teenager and he's always like, oh, you're the worst. And I'm like, you know what, I'm okay being, quote, the worst, you know, because of course I know that I'm not the worst, that, that I'm actually parenting him by making him put away his devices. Like that's, it takes effort. And so I'm willing to, you know, not always be the, you know, favorite parent, you know, and you have to be able to do that. And I would say pushing even with your friends, like pushing, because I do think that once people get off their devices, they're happier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I found the, the quote, it was from uh, actually a book I finished recently called The 4-Hour Workweek with Timothy Ferris. Now, people listening to this podcast probably have heard me talk about him a lot. But he said, a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have. So that's really cool. That's great. Yeah, um, I agree. With, um, I also noticed you guys send out different, I believe Josh sent me 
different photos, you know, and people I've seen Ariana Huffington hold it like we unplug too, and then you write in what it is. Right. What what do you unplug for? Um, so I unplug for my kids, but I think I have a couple on my fridge that are like, or I did, I unplug to coach baseball, I unplug to play games. Um uh, I have one that was a friend was holding up. I unplugged to make Tanya happy. Um, but the idea of, because <laughs> he doesn't unplug otherwise. Um, but the idea of that, um, that project or that um, campaign, the I unplug to campaign, which we have in like all different languages. And then we have the we unplug to, um, was really to get people to think about all the things that they can do when they're unplugged. I mean, I think we get so caught up in like, our phones and we think like that's the end all be all right now but actually there are a ton of things that you like to do when you're unplugged we just don't um think about it so you know if we if you sit down and think about different things that you enjoy or you did enjoy before your um before your uh device consumed your life that helps you in your unplugging time or that helps you set goals to unplug because it could be like, I unplug to make pottery, you know, to make bowls in pottery class or whatever. And you realize, gosh, that was something I really used to enjoy and now I don't make time for it. Maybe I should go and do that. So it's really to get people thinking and to get them motivated to do stuff um, during that unplug time, sort of going back to what I said of making plans. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you very much. My, my last question is one for you and for the whole kind of Sabbath movement as a, um, a collective non-for-profit organization. What is your gift you, you believe to offer to the world and what is the, the gift of the Sabbath movement in your eyes? I mean, I, I really, because I am really passionate about this project, I really think our gift in this is giving people, giving people back their time, their bodies, their connections, you know, just really giving people the power, back the power over their lives. These devices have addicted us. I mean, they've been, the developers of these devices say that they have created these in a way to addict us. Yeah. Um, and so this is giving us the power to take our lives back. And so I feel like we're really doing that, that we really are by encouraging people to be mindful about their use. We're really making um, a change in society. Um, so I think that's what we're giving back and certainly, you know, also giving back to the, the ritual, the tradition of Shabbat, you know, we're giving that back to the people in that it's a way that more people who had never thought they would do Shabbat can do Shabbat. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to have been on. Yeah. And it, I, I really like what you say, because it's also, you know, unplugging so then we can we or so we can cultivate a better relationship with the technology because we can't escape it that would be running away it's like unlearning things and then relearning them as well um, yeah, so that's yeah. awesome there's so much i mean there are so many benefits to technology so we're certainly not anti-technology it's more mm -hmm. about balance i mean it's like anything in life right it's about balance you need a balance and so we're hoping to bring that balance back into um you know a healthy level it's a it's a virtue um cultivating <laughs> right. awesome well thank you very much it's been I, i'm i'm so grateful that you know i came across the sabbath movement i reached out and you guys were so quick to reply and you know and willing to you know talk to me about this podcast and hosting an event and 
and much more. So I look forward to connecting with you guys more in a future time and, you know, and continuing and spreading the word about the day of unplugging. So yes. thank you. Great. Thank you so much. And send me the link when it's up. Yeah. Okay. How, how can people, um, I'll put the, the, the links in the show notes and stuff, but how can people kind of stay up to date as well? Yeah. So the, people, uh, people should go to rebooters.net and they can sign up for our newsletter and that will give them information. Um, or they could sign up on the National Day of Unplugging if they just want information about the National Day of Unplugging. Um, and they'll get, you know, information about the information and tips about how to unplug ideas and also different um, events that are happening. So I would say nationaldayofunplugging.com or rebooters.net. And then of course, follow us on all the social um, channels and you'll get um, information there as well. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone listening and let's do this together. Great. Unplug. Unplug. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show. I hope this episode has brought you a lot of value moving forward in your busy life. Take care and talk to you soon.